0: But it's so good to have the family together again, it's so good to see so many new faces, so many old faces, and so we really encourage you. Thank you for coming out, thank you just for making the effort you be here this morning. We're excited about what amen. 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 it been a good season, it been a good season, it been a good time. And uh, this morning I want to speak a little bit on years like the world colors itself you know Um, but i'm just watching this thing and the main focus of um, this documentary was the fact of how they had to cope with how as human beings they reacted to the pandemic now you're going to understand in those days That actually went into hiding because what happened was that in those days you had to read your last rites, you know. So when someone was about to die, you'd have to get a priest that would come in and read your last rites or say your last prayer. on a Friday and uh, TV and the one place where they were during the horse racing was in Mauritius. So in Mauritius in the horse racing, the place is packed. It's like hundreds of thousands of people on the racetrack. Now we become so accustomed to sports with our spectators. So I'm sitting on my bed and I'm watching and I see this crowd I'm thinking, how crazy is this? How crazy is that people can be so top of each other and in that minute it's like Look, Exactly the same eight months ago. Eight months ago, we used to pack 50,000 people into a shops game, 4,000 people into a stormers game. (laughs) (laughs) You played three parts, really. But how quickly our minds start to adapt to that around us. It's not that we need to make a difference or that we need to bring about a change in the society but our minds automatically revert to that same. Now, the both mentioned that scripture, now, where he says the same spirit that you know, raised Christ from the dead is within us. And I think this is the time, that I believe, more than ever, that the church has to stand up and be counted. And I know I've said this before, but I believe that our lives have to start to reflect Christ, the hope of glory, Amen. in the world that we're right now. I want you to do this one in Ephesians chapter 4. I don't want to take a reading of it. You know when we speak about inheritance, the word inheritance is actually quite interesting because it simply means this, it means something that was given to you, or it basically says uh, yeah, so something that was given to you, so you did not earn it, you did not work for it, often you don't deserve it, and you don't have to deal with it often without. And so when we speak about inheritance, there's nothing you can do except you're a good son or a good daughter to get your inheritance. There's nothing that you do when your parents or whoever leaves you something, what happens is you get it because you are linked in. Amen. So if you're a son and you carry the subtle name or a daughter, you get an inheritance no matter what happens. But Ephesians 4, and I'm gonna read from verse 7 or from 11, And it says this: In him we have obtained an inheritance. We're about Jesus Christ In him. We have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of He, him who worked all things according to the counsel and his will. So the word of God says that because of Jesus, because of what he did across Calvary, because we died for our sins, he's left us inheritance, the one that we do not deserve. Secondly, we've got to understand that our inheritance is in accordance with his will. It carries on and says this. That we who first trusted in Christ should be sorry should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you also have believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit and a promise. Verse 4 says, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise and glory of the Word of God says that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee of our inheritance. Now, often we say, Now, what is our inheritance as believers? What is it that we inherit? Let's go back to verse 4. Alright. And so, verse 4 reads like this in Ephesians 1. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood. So, let's think about this. The Word says that because of Jesus, one thing that I inherit is that I get redeemed. So, redeemed means to give something for something else. So then I, for example, I'll take my TV and I put it and I send it to a pawn shop. If I take my little slip and I give him the money that I borrowed, I can redeem the object. And so when he speaks about redemption, he means that Jesus came and brought you back in a sense from the world and from Satan. Be So just just hear here for a second. So I think as believers, we miss this. We miss the fact that we have been redeemed. That you have been purchased at a price. So you've got to understand something. So if Christ purchased you with His blood, that means that you belong to? You belong to Him. You're His possession. And so if you believe in Jesus Christ, that you believe in died on Calvary for your sins, that He's redeemed you because of His blood, and He's given you the Holy Spirit to equip you, that means that if you believe in those things, you belong to Him. And you know what that means? That something that belongs to me, no one else is allowed to touch. Now, give this this morning. I want you to give because I think we've caught up with so much church politics and theology and all this craziness but we don't understand who we are or whose we are. You see, we try and justify all our behaviors. And it's not about justifying our behaviors. It's about knowing who you belong to. That's important. All right, it carries on and then says this. First of all, sorry, it says, just as we Says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. In love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasures of his will. And so, when we believe, you don't belong to a church, you don't belong to a asis, you don't belong to a denomination, you belong to to Him. And the Word of God, here He says here this morning, that He's predestined adoption. So that means that you and I become sons and daughters of the Most High God. It doesn't matter who my birth parents are. It doesn't matter what I'm The thing is that when I accept Him, I be faithful, I become His. And when I become His, no one else is allowed to touch me. Do we get that? Alright, so I'm, I'm just bear with me this morning. He says... To the greater glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Now when we speak about inheritance, I want to focus on this this morning. Because whenever we speak about inheritance, we believe in it. We've got to get something. So if my dad says to me, well, as the inheritance church, I've left you my family name. See, we see the inheritance as a building, as a car, as land, as money, as uh, whatever it might be. That's what we believe inheritance is. But we don't understand that inheritance is the fact that he came and he adopted us, in righteousness and accepted us uh, by his grace. That means something that you do not deserve. Let's get this this morning. I, I need to get it to you because I believe that if you and if you want to understand who we are, then we're going to make a difference in the world right now. So you've got to understand that you were born a sinner. Amen. Or, no, no, put it this way. You were born with a sinful nature. We choose to sin. And so you and I were born with a sinful nature, and we grow up and we do what we want to do, and there comes a place or a point in my life and in your life where we make a decision whether we're going to continue to live our lives on our own and according to the world structure or we make a choice one day whether we believe in this God of the impossible. And so you and I make a choice and say well I, to, I want to choose Jesus. That means the word of God says that he predestined us as sons into the kingdom. What does that mean? It simply means that if I belong not be him I do things according to his will. Now We're going to get this because you know, when I started to prepare this, this, this sermon, I, I listened to a few clips of, of people speaking about inheritance, and, and mostly what I've got out of what people believe the inheritance is is the prosperity gospel. Your finances, God is talking about your bankruptcy, God is going to call it north, you know, your business. God is going to turn it around so whenever we speak by inheritance whenever we are with these guys speak by inheritance It always like God, I'm in it to get something from it and if we've got that kind of mentality that you're in this faith to get something from it you're in the wrong place you see because I'm in this faith because God Jesus because of his death reconciled me to the father that is where I belong that is where I want to be that is my inheritance. You've got to understand, you're looking at Luke 15. And we all know Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son. And there comes the son, and the younger son comes, and the dad's got two sons. for Lord, he's for And he must be out of Paul. But the younger son comes up and says, Dad, and you've got to understand, in the Hebrew culture, what happened was, you could get your inheritance when your dad was alive. So you didn't have to wait for your dad to die to get you inheritance. And so what happens, the prodigal son or the younger son comes to his dad and says, I want my inheritance. Everything, everything that is owed to me, I want it now. The eldest son decides, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue to work on this farm and be with my father. And I love looking at that story because in that story is often you and me. Often we have to make that choice from the things of God and, and our home and, and our family and, and all the things that the Father has for us. Or we can stay with Him. As so the younger son, and I think most of us young in this room will relate, there was some time in our life or in our relationship with God where we walked away. You know what? Because you know what? The spiritual thing is just too difficult for me. And all this praying and all this stuff that happens, you know, it drives me crazy. And so I just want to live in the world. You know, I just want to laugh, I want to have fun. And what we do is we walk away. And the word says that the youngest son squanders his entire inheritance. Everything that was promised to him, he ended up actually squandering. And the word says that he comes back. And he asks his father to be accepted back. Now, there's two points that are always taught me about the story. The one is this, that the son that stayed with the father... Even though he was bitter when the younger brother came back and his father welcomed him back. But you know what? As I read the story this week, I started to understand something. That he chose to stay with the father. Do you know what that means? That the son that left squandered everything that he had. The son that decided to stay with the father, his inheritance increased the longer he stayed with dad. And that's the choice that you and I have got. That our inheritance in who we are. And what is our inheritance? Dil said the mirror this morning. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is within you and within me. Our inheritance that we have received from God is the very nature of Christ. Actually the scripture turns around. I read last week. But I'm gonna touch it again. Second Peter verse 4. So sorry, Second Peter chapter 4, verse 17 says this. And because of his glories and excellence. Okay, He has given us great and precious promises to this. That we are, these prom, These are the promises to share in His divine nature. And escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. The Word of God says that we've inherited the same nature of Christ. What is that? God will us the hope of glory. How many of you sitting here this morning understand that you've inherited God's divine nature? You see, many of you sitting down this room this morning, you don't think you're a failure. You think you've messed up. Because all of a sudden you're starting to, 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 to judge yourself on your marriages, on your finances, on your work record, on what you are as a father, what you are as a mother. We dig ourselves against our behavior, but we don't understand that the same spirit, that you, the same spirit lives in us, the divine nature of God lives in us. You've got to understand the word for divine comes from the Greek word, which is kios, okay? Which means what is uniquely God and that which flows from Him. That which is uniquely God and flows from Him. Alright, and the nature means to bring forth. So the word basically means to bring forth the very thing in us that God finds divine in His nature. That's a massive thing. That the creator, listen to me, the creator of the universe, the man that said, let there be life, and there was life. The guy that bought the stars in the sky, that guy, size and inheritance that I want to give you my nature, you guys getting this, that as a believer, you're getting the To you. to give me inheritance, and yes, out of that inheritance, it does come, there comes the um, blessings and, and financial gain and healing and deliverance and repentance and salvation. All of that comes with it. But you see, the thing is this is what we focus on is what we walk towards. What we place in front of us is what we move towards. And if you and I only want to move because of the signs and the wonders want to move because of healing, or because God needs to get out of a crisis, or God needs to get out of a marriage, or God needs to get out of a job. You know, I think at times we miss the mark. We miss the mark completely, because we're so focused on the stuff that we forget what He's done for us. Do you understand this morning, that when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, listen to me, your sins, were atoned for. That means everything that you've done has been atoned for. No one else can give you that promise. Not a judge, not a prime minister, not a king, not a queen. Nobody can give you that except Jesus. So when you come to you, your sins get removed as far as the east is from the west from you. But more than that, the very thing that hinders from walking in the still of the night, like Adam did with God, gets removed from us, think about this, that, that sin has been removed, that once again, what does the word of God say, that sin cannot come into the presence of God, but because Jesus died for us, and atoned for our sins, you and I are able to come into the presence of the King, think about this, We miss the incredible inheritance that was given to you and I. And you know what the problem is? And I might be harsh this morning, but so many of us are like the prodigal son. We want that inheritance for the wrong reason. We want that inheritance to build big churches. We want that inheritance to big, big ministries. We want the prophetic to, to blow it out there and we become famous. We want signs, wonders, and miracles to happen in the church because we know that that will draw people unto us. But we miss the fact that salvation was for me. For me. That reconnected Christ and God and myself together. The, the, the gospel of reconciliation. And you've got to understand that God created the universe. All of a sudden, the two of you are able to come together and you are able to spend time in His presence. Like the son that stayed on the farm. He worked and He toiled. But as I read the scriptures, got just said to me, God, isn't it amazing that as you spend time with me, and you spend stay with me, you know what happens? Your inheritance grows. That spirit that was in you grows. Why? Because you're spending time with the Father. What happened to the prodigal son? He walked away from the presence of the Father and what followed him? Destruction. He had all the money in the world. He was a young man. He could have done what he wanted to do with his life. But when you remove yourself from the presence of the Father, you remove yourself from guidance, you remove yourself from wisdom, you remove yourself from direction, you remove yourself from forgiveness, you remove yourself from a relationship. And then we want to know, why are things not working out for me? Why? Because again, we want to count the blessings of God in stuff. We think that if a rail and the next I ride a BMW, God is really blessing the VW driver. Or that that's how we think. That's how we think. You know what? If that business me, more blessed than mine, well, you know, because ain't a better place of God than me. Nonsense. When you understand your inheritance, understand the calling and the purpose and the plan that God has for you, things start to turn and change around you. But we have to get to that place of understanding. we carry on here, verse 7 says, In Him, we have been redeemed through the blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to His riches in grace, which He has made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prejudice. What abounds towards us? Redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sin, and the riches of His grace. That's what abounds towards us. It's not stuff. It's not stuff. It's there. What about towards us? Redemption to the blood, forgiveness of sin, and the riches of His grace. Verse 9 says, Having made known to us the mysteries of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He has purposed in Himself, that in this, disp- this dispensation of the fullness of time He might gather together in all things... Christ, but which are in heaven and which are not, earth. And you can understand that your inheritance is just not for now but it's for eternity. And how many of you are walking your inheritance? Because in that inheritance the word of God says this to those who believe, they will have praying for the leaders? How many times do you spend praying for those family members around you? You see, we always want the big stuff, but it starts right in our own homes. Because let me tell you something, if I cannot show grace in my own home, how do I show grace anywhere else? We live in the world, church. That's the and yet, Matthew 5 says this. He says that we are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be done. I remember during my police training, I'm not going to do before. But during my police training, there was a lot of course we had to do. And one of those courses was a bush course, all those cops now that we never, our six feet bush course, never really stopped where we went to. to we, 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 and I remember one night the sergeant of in charge was. We were camping in the fountain, like making these like little tents from bivvies and because they are guys. Primitive, you know? Scorpions running around all over the place. But this guy rode five kilometers with the police van. Five kilometers he rode down the road. And he got to the bottom of the road and he lit a cigarette. Five kilometers from us. From five kilometers, we could see that man taking a droghi cigarette. That's how bright it was. You see, light overcomes darkness. Darkness doesn't overcome light. When we switch on the light in the room, the light doesn't disappear. The darkness disappears. And we've got to give the best part of your inheritance and my inheritance that we become the light to the world around us. We listen to we have got the perfect opportunity right now to shine brighter than we've ever shone. I want to tell you now, this world needs an answer more than it ever has. And I want to say this to you, it looks like the church is falling to pieces and whatever happening in the USA and that voting that's carrying on there and what's going to happen with our vote year is chaos. But let me tell you something, right now, the only two events that are still by any kind of restrictions is sporting events in churches. And it's not going to be better. But we're going to depend on how we do it. We're going to become spiritual more than we ever have. We can't run. We can't grab our now and want to go squander it. This is the time to stay with dad. This is the time to spend time in God's presence. And yes, you came going through stuff. Yes, there's people with COVID around there, there's people being sick, and, and all this craziness. But I want to say this to you I've realized over the last bit of time that the more. The I am of the things of God, the more God uses me. It's like the more there's an overflow in my life, the overflow flows into those around me. You see, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm in this position not because her job is something feels like preaching. Listen here, somebody said to me, I you spent 15 years in the police force and 20 years in ministry. What, which was the toughest job you ever had? It was simple. I'll go back to the police force tomorrow. This is hard. You see, because this is not about me. This is about me helping you to change the life of every person that you come into contact with. That is why we meet. This is why we gather, so that you can see the Spirit of God flowing in and through you and people's lives being changed. That's your inheritance, that you have the gift, and you have the gift of grace and the gift of the Holy Spirit to change the world around you. What does it look like around you? What does it look like around you? Are you changing the world around you? Are you changing those lives? Are you changing people? And this morning, I want us to be to that place where you understand something that we, our inheritance, that you and I have, is to be a blessing to those around us. But more than that, our blessing, our inheritance, gives us the right to be in the presence of God. And we can do all this stuff. We can do all this church stuff. But I want to tell you something, there's nothing more fired up or more dangerous than a spiritual believer. They're prepared to walk in his calling, or her calling. They're prepared to understand the anointing of God upon their life and to live in such a measure of faith that nothing is impossible. You see, those are promises that God has given us. Romans 8 says that God will walking for the good of those who love not believe in Him. That's your inheritance. That, set your lands on the sick and drink deadly poison and you'll demons. That's your inheritance. But you see the thing is this, is that we can get inheritance and it's one thing to get one and to receive one. I watched a movie that I night where this, this woman inherited an in from a auntie. But she had to go to the inn to receive the inheritance. And you've got to understand something. You need to go to the Father to claim your inheritance. And you need to go to the Father with sincerity. And you say, Father, this is me. This is where I am. I want to make a difference in the world. I want to make a difference in society. I want to make a difference in church. I want to make a difference in my city. I want to make a difference in my family. Because when we start thinking less about ourselves and more about who we are and those around us, things start to change in our lives. In closing, are you walking in your arrogance this morning? We're lost if you seen a miracle? We're lost if you seen someone come to knowledge of Jesus? Or are we back in the 1400s where the church is cringing back and hiding because they're so fearful of the pandemic? They're so fearful that we're going to die. They're so fearful we're going to so be bankrupt. That going to go right in our lives. And we don't understand that this is where it happens. That as a family gathers together we build our faith. We build up each other. We lift up each other. We pray for each other. We strengthen each other. Why? Because we're learning that each and every one of us has an inheritance that you and I need to walk in. This week I become a people of power. I don't want you to become downtrodden. I don't want to see hopeless people anymore, because there is hope, and His name is Jesus. And you connected with Him. And the same Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is where? Within you. That means the same Spirit that raised Lazarus is in you. The same Spirit that made the blind man see is in you. The same Spirit that made the lame man walk is in you. But you've got to walk in your Inheritance. That is who God is calling you to be. To be God's hands and eyes and feet to the world around you. We are so worried about us that we forget about the inheritance that we have. It's almost like we got the inheritance document, but we just haven't signed for it. I want you to sign up today. I want you to sign up today. You know, whenever there's inheritance, it in the doesn't last long. <laughs> But there is an inheritance. You know, we get a phone call from a lawyer. And say, you need to come see me. And well, this is the site of the light show. And blah, blah, blah. And and so the lawyer reads it after you. And he tells you what you have inherited. Someone leaves us a portion just inheritance. And all we do is we walk around with keys in our pockets. We never drive it. We never go look at it. All we know is we've got a portion, we've got keys. And I think often that's how we ask Christians. We've got this, this faith. But we haven't seen it. And we haven't even taken it for a test drive yet. We don't even know what the performance is. All we know is we've got a Porsche somewhere. Do you have the inherit. God wants to shake the world by using you. God wants to shake the world by using you. And I want you to stand this morning for me in closing. And I want you to close your eyes this morning. I am just so Of all the water it is that I have for you. And this morning, I want to say this to you. If you're feeling hopeless, or you're feeling ill, or you don't know if you're sick or not, or your fight is not looking good, or your business is not looking good, I want to give you some of my inheritance this morning. And His name is Jesus. And He's the God of the impossible. And so, Father, I come to You in the mighty name of Jesus this morning. I pray against every single